Hello, friends. My name is Maximus, and I will be your dungeon master for the evening. I'd like to welcome you all to the 16th episode of Caches and Cantrips, where some of your favorite streamers play Dungeons and Dragons live on Friday nights. I'm joined by the amazing Bunny Dreadful, Mac and Cheese Please, Virtual Spectre, and Moobs Like Jagger from the GG and Crew. Baby's growing up. It can almost drive a car now. <laughs> oh my God, I got my permit. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so excited to roll some dice with you all tonight. Hope everyone is at home, ready for some uh, fun times uh, and some yeah. D&D. Um, but first thing I would like to say. So um, first off, I'd like to just announce that we'll be following uh, Interlink Designs. Lady, if you don't know, Interlink Designs are the company that does our merch, uh, which I partly own it. Um, but we're following their lead. So all proceeds from our merch sales this month uh, will be donated to the Trevor Project. And if you're unfamiliar with what the Trevor Project is, it's an organization that provides crisis intervention as well as uh, suicide prevention services for LGBTQ young people under the age of 25. So if you'd like to know more about it, you can go to thetrevorproject.org slash about. So that will be through the month and that will be anything that you buy under uh, cantrips or casters and cantrips. So it will be right there in the chat for CNC. Um, secondly, uh, if you didn't watch last week, we have our Patreon, which is live for Casters and Cantrips. So thank, thank you to those who have already pledged to us. Very much appreciate it. Uh, if you aren't familiar, we've got some tiers for early access to podcasts as well as videos. Uh, and there's also a tier which will allow you to help me design an NPC. So you can kind of put your little fingerprint on our campaign and help me design an NPC. Uh, if you have any suggestions for things we should offer, uh, please let me know. As always, support isn't necessary, but all that support goes to making the show better uh, for all of you. So, uh, maybe maybe I will get my stuff together and put some commands in, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live. I'll hit the buttons. Hey, good. <laughs> I mean, technically it worked. It just works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just works. So, yeah. Oof. I need to get all the, uh, all the, I don't know what it is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it out of there. <laughs> You want me to just like come in there and slap you? Please the don't. Opening? Please don't. I don't okay. like getting hit in the face. Okay, I'll be right there. It's like the worst <laughs> thing. <laughs> when uh, I did anyway. shows, my friend used to slap me in the face to, to, to warm me up. Really? It works. Fine. It works good. It's fine. I, I'm the kind of like, I was like the shoegazer, like guitar player. So I'd sit off in my own corner and just like think about the universe for 10 minutes and then be good. But <laughs> there's not always enough time to do that. No. I'm going like way off the rails. So why don't we uh, get this ship turned back around and kind of get things together uh, for tonight's episode of Casters and Cantrips. Our story last left off with the party arriving in Isgarth, the city of cliffs. They collected their trade goods from Dalius and agreed to have half of the proceeds earmarked for Dalius. They made their way up the large lift on the cliffside and reached the city and then headed towards the merchant guild. Uh, just before reaching there, Ron stopped to listen to some musicians that were performing in an open garden area 
dedicated to the arts. There, the group met Yorlas, and Ron was able to impress the musician with his own flute playing. After exchanging some pleasantries, they made their way to the Merchant Guild. Even though it was about to be closing, the guild was humming with activity, people trading on various securities and receipts of promised goods. After speaking with the uh, receptionist there, as you were, they were taken back to see Leela Pilwick, who was in charge of the guild there. They were able to exchange their goods um, and learned of Dalius's debt in the process, as that's where his proceeds went towards. After finishing their exchange, they decided to look for something to eat. As they wandered through the streets of Isgarth, they eventually wandered their way into a place called The Artist and the Bard, and they sat down for dinner. It was immediately apparent that this place was bougie, probably a little too high pollution for their, <laughs> for their uh, purses. Uh, but anyway, they ate their very expensive and delicious dinner. <clears throat> Uh, without any incident, or but most without any incident. And after the dinner, they decided to turn in for the evening at a much more reasonable priced inn. During their rest, Ron had experienced another dream of his home forest. But this time, the great oak tree spoke to him and urged him to restore the balance. The next day, they woke up and got some sweets at the local bakery and also hired a smith to fashion some shields made from their dragon hide as well as some of the claws and teeth. They then made their way to the Church of Denier's library, searching for Risa, the scribe. They found her in her assigned section, the cosmology, the heavens, and their gods, and they informed Risa that Ixius had been taken by the Conclave of Salon and had seemingly given their life for them. And after that, they had brought Corin to her, as which Ixius had informed them of doing, if something were to happen to them. Risa then took Corin and promised to take care of the child, as was her duty in the organization that she was a part of. After getting some inside information from Risa, the group sought out Yorlas again in search of some magical items and services. After taking his finder's fee, of course, Yorlas introduced the group to two different patrons dealing in magic items. One was Alistair Layton, and the other was Azora. Alistair specialized in procuring and trading magical artifacts, while or Orzora, excuse me, Azora, specialized in magical tattoos. After making some purchases, uh, they made their way back to the city center to witness the opening ceremony of the Eve of Tales, which was performed by Yorlas. And that is where we will start our story tonight. So let me set the mood here of the festival. Let's see. There we go. Sometimes things behave in the way they're supposed to. <laughs> Alright, so if you have just uh, witnessed the opening ceremony of 
the Eve of Tales by Yorlas. Everyone is, has been cheering and started separating out of the city center looking for food, drink, merriments, and what have you. And essentially, the night is yours. You can see that these streets have been all lit by lanterns. There are various carts uh, alongside the city streets. Uh, you can spot a few uh, of the scribes taking their places for people to tell them stories in exchange for sweets. And various other people just kind of lingering around and having a good time. Is there anything in particular that you would like to do? Okay, want to get sweets? You could tell a very good story. Yeah, I didn't know if I should be the first one to bring it up, but since you brought it up, yes, let's go. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed there's no fire here. I thought it was a fire festival. I'm kind of mad about it. I'm sure there is sort of a bonfire or some sort of, uh, you know, something as the lights go down. Yes, the lanterns. So. The lanterns have fire. Mm. But it doesn't go it's like lots of little fires. Oh. I want something epic. You could tell a story about something going kaboom and get some free dessert. Mm, true. Good. Who do we go to to tell the stories? Do you see someone that you think has sweets that you are that are to your liking, Balkan? Oh, yes, we should try uh, to find uh, what's her name. Do we see uh, scholars? Yeah, do we see anybody nearby us, like uh, somebody that's doing this? Yeah. So, from what you had learned from Risa before. Uh, any of the scribes should be wearing kind of the plain uh, brown robes there and with the hoods over their head kind of um, hiding part of their appearance they would be uh, the ones that you tell a story to and they would give in exchange for a suite so you could try okay. to find some of them or you could try and find Risa and specifically it's up to you hmm were we meeting Risa She's supposed to be coming to the festival. I don't remember. Yep, she mentions she'll be working at the festival. So, okay. Well, <clears throat> I see a handful of these people around. Should we just pick one? Mm, yeah, this sounds good. Okay, the closest one that we see. It. The closest one. To okay. Yeah. So uh, easy enough as if kind of started to get to their places and they're moving and people are kind of crowding around them and trying to follow. Uh, you could find one pretty easily, unless you're looking for one in particular, but the closest one. Uh, and you see he's kind of standing there on the edge of an alleyway on the on the street corner, just kind of standing there with uh, with sort of a, uh, a bag in, in their hand and just kind of waiting. There's a short line kind of forming as people are gesticulating and telling stories. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hopping in line. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Let's get some of these desserts. Okay, yeah. So you hop in line and you are um, waiting for your turn. There's a couple of stories there of... Um, a couple of stories of just good harvests and, you know, people saying that they had that harvest, you know, the largest watermelon they've ever had and, and sort of kind of benign stories. Interesting to them, probably, who are leading a, a more simpler lives than you. 
as adventurers, but important to them. And then they're kind of um, telling it with a lot of enthusiasm to try and impress the scribes as much as they can. So after some time, um, Valken, you were in line first, uh, which I think makes sense. You find your way and you see kind of a, a figure that is hooded. Um, you can tell that they kind of have a dark skin. Um, just from noticing about, you know, the nose down, they look human, humanoid, not exactly sure. Hello, are you uh, here to tell your tale for the Eve of Tales? Uh, yeah, if that gives me something sweet to eat, yeah. Absolutely. Please grace us with your tales of adventure, heroism for the first scribe. Always would like to hear them. Hmm. I don't want to tell the best one first. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you a recent one. Sure. So, it goes like this. We're on the ocean. He pulls a notebook out and from pirates. Scribing. Are you writing, you're writing this down? Oh, of course, yes. A lie, that, though. Is that part of the... Well, Am I going to yes. be in a book? Yeah, well, this is to, of course, gather knowledge for the great library of Denia, so that we don't lose what has been acquired through generations, as such has happened with the Empire. So much was lost, so much knowledge. Okay. So, we're on the ocean, and the yes. ship, coasting along the waves, being chased by somebody. Don't know who it was. Anyway, we get attacked. We see a stranded ship. It was a trick. All of a sudden, creatures from the ocean, I don't know, 20, 30, it doesn't matter. Anyways, oh they beset upon us. Immediately, we all took action, me and the other folks around me. We're actually adventurers, by the way, in case you need mm. to write that down. Interesting. Yes. Um, could you give me a little more detail? And you don't have to say it all, but he's looking for specifics to kind of fill in the gaps of this of this tale that you're yeah. spinning. So I, I, I get kind of some details here and there but it culminates in then i did probably one of the stupidest things i've ever done in my life i took a running leap off the ship yes. flew through the air oh my. landed on a giant shark attacked it and then proceeded to almost die very well and is there anyone here that could vouch for this story as being true oh yeah yeah it was, oh, it was pretty amazing well, was there. very true well then all right Let's see. Well, of course, you have most definitely earned um, your prize for spinning such a great tale. Uh, oh, yep. I see that you are already waiting uh, one moment, and they reach into their bag, uh, and they sort of pull out <clears throat> what looks to be um, kind of a vial <laughs> of, of some kind of, like, powder. Um, it's not colored. It looks like crystals, though, and they just they hand you this vial. Thank you very much for spinning this tale. The Church of Denia thanks you. Would they give you pixie sticks? Is it, is it sealed up or? Yeah, it's like a stopper on a little vial. Open mm. it and smell it. Smells sweet. Does not look sweet. How am I, how do I, do I just dump this in my mouth or what? Oh yes, um, well, pour some on your tongue and you will see. I pour the whole thing in my mouth. Okay, so you pour the whole thing on your mouth, and it seems that 
while it is sweet and almost pure sugar, it's sort of imbued with some just very slight magical effects. And you can hear some like sizzling and popping on your tongue. And then you also kind of see, I wouldn't want to call them like fireworks necessarily, but little miniature, you know, pieces of light um, start start shooting from your tongue, making small little pops oh, as they're coming off. Is my mouth a sparkler now? Pretty much. <laughs> Holy, shit. Holy shit, I'm breathing fire. Well, Vin, this is what you oh, wanted. Vin. This is Vin. what I wanted. Okay, and I run to the scribe lady. I got a story for you. <laughs> Every time you talk and breathe out more, kind of shower outside of your mouth. When does it stop? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, do you also have a tale for the Church I of Denier? Yes, please proceed. Um, So we were walking in the forest, right? All of us here together. And some giant guy that's not very nice. I didn't really like him, but besides the point, we were walking and all of a sudden there was this fog, right? And then a weird, almost uh, circular area. Ah, I don't know how to describe it, but there was Faye, uh pixies, and mm. they tried to, I wouldn't say bewitch us, but uh, they were definitely playing pranks on us. We ultimately mm. got away by tricking them. Uh, and it was, it was quite the thing. And we've honestly had a couple dealings with them outside of, uh, that area because someone, I look over at Ron, said their name to the Fae, but yes. we don't talk about it. Oh, interesting. Well, you mustn't do that as the stories say. Is there anyone here that could... Um, we'll verify this is true. Yes, the Fae Twig mm -hmm. teleported yeah. me away yes. because Ron said his name. They take down all of your information. Oh, yes, very well. Well, you have most certainly earned um, your prize from the Church of Denier. Um, <laughs> is it fire? Is it fire sugar sticks? I want that too. Please, please, please. Oh, please. oh yes. Um, I don't normally do requests, but you're so excited here. And, and, and they hand please. you a vial of the same stuff. And I tuck it. Then <laughs> you just turn around and see Falcon, and he's like pretending to be a dragon, just like. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that the Falcon's uh, his is almost just like bright white shooting from his mouth, uh, and then when you do yours, it starts popping and sizzling, almost the same effect. And then yours is a, is a yellow that comes off like, of your tongue. Uh... Mm -hmm. <laughs> is there anyone else who has a tail for the Eve of Tales? Oh, yes, Ron has tail. Oh, yes, very well. Please proceed. It will Ron and friends arrive to this very city. It came across a troop of musicians. Very talented. The mm. one who played earlier. And Ron decided to play with these musicians. And Ron played beautifully. Oh, just why? like mm. this. Mm. And Ron brings out his flute and tries, oh. tries to... Mimic what he played last time. Oh, yes, please. Oh, by all means, proceed. Let's make a, a performance check. Is the guy noting down the musical notes and stuff? Uh, performance is plus two, so 15. 15. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, yes, very, very good. Um, uh, well, that was quite delightful. And some people just kind of just like clap behind you, the line. Oh. And, and um, are you a new member of, well, the part uh, of the artist guild here? Um, I would assume so, with just wonderful playing. 
Oh no no, Ronj is a simple adventurer, but loves to play the flute in oh, pastimes. I bard, of course. Uh, well, let me see what I have for you. And they reach into uh, their bag and they pull out. Um, it looks almost like a, a sweet cake. Um, and, and this one um, sort of has like some icing on it that has like a, a light, like pinkish red color. Um, whereas the cake is a darker red. Oh, yes. Here you go. Oh, thank you. I smell it. It is an elemental sweet cake. Oh, and I'll, I'll break like a little piece and try it. Yep. So you break it. And it's it's like a moist, like, like baked good. And as you pull it apart, you see some of like some red filling kind of oozing as you're pulling it apart. You take a little bit in your mouth. Uh, it's very sweet, very good um, as you initially eat it. And then after that, you get this strong like wave of like spiciness and heat that kind of fills oh. your mouth and mixes in with it. Um, it doesn't last Luke's too long like, though. It's yeah. not overbearing, but it's a nice kind of uh, a little sharp spice to go along with the sweet. It's a Ooh. literal fire cupcake. This one has kick. I'll share it with Valkan. Uh, oh, maybe when you're not lightning. Valkan's just going. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the effects will last for about a minute or so, but. Okay, run, run, and save some. Don't worry. <laughs> Is there anyone else from your group that would like to share a tale for the Eve of Tales? Oh, yeah, I have, I have a story to tell. Oh, by all means. All right, so you see this here, and uh, I hold up my shield. And this here is uh, Vara. It is good shield. She yes. always helps me. Mm. And this here, I'm going to hold up my hand axe. This is Vinir, also friend, also helps me. One time, I took Vinir and I sunk it into a man's skull and he died. Um. Oh my, uh, any particular details for this story? No, this is the story I would like my sweet snow, please. Uh, and you almost give it an intimidation check for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be very hard, but I lost my character sheet because D&D Beyond is down. Uh-oh. But it's an 18 plus, so. Okay, 18. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's an 18 minus one. So 17. Okay. 17. Okay, so uh, he's right there. Oh, oh, yes. Um, very good story. Yes. Oh, here you go. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, um, thank you. Have an excellent Eve of Tales. And he hands you. Which one did he give me? It's sort of like, uh, almost looks like uh, kind of a, a candy, but it's easily stretched and it's kind of soft like a taffy. Mm. Can I have one of what the last guy got? It looked like a bread thing. I, I uh, please, I implore you to try. It's very, very good. Um, next, please. Next, please. Oh, I don't think I'm going to like this very much. Cool. I'll try I a little piece see. of it. It's good, bread. Don't worry. So you bite off a little piece of it, uh, and you get this like strong, like taste of like blueberry in your mouth, and it it mm. seems pretty nice. It tastes like blueberries. Oh, oh, this is good. Berries are delicious. I love berries. Hmm. You take another okay, bite and as good. you're kind of pulling it off on the taffy and getting a large chunk of it. Uh, this tastes like apricot. 
Oh, no, it's just like apricot. And as you've kind of bitten into it, um, and you, you've, you've felt the taffy kind of stretch off and, and break into your mouth, and you look down, and it looks as though the taffy is sort of growing back to its original shape. Aww. Wait. How long does it last for? Not sure. It's for last <gasps> gobstopper. That's what I was thinking. I think this could be a good thing for Mimi. A and food source that is never ending. So, and then they, they start ushering people in the line and they're telling their tales, you know, uh, probably embellishing things that they've seen or, you know, uh, hunted a whole pack of wolves that was, that was, um, that was trying to, you know, eat their flock and things of the sort. More mundane things, but pretty exciting if you lead like a life of, of agriculture or farming and, or, you know, livestock and the such, you know, and as you're kind of walking along and, and eating your sweets, uh, about a minute passes and then Valken, your, your sparks start, stop shooting out of your mouth. And then it's just almost like a very sweet type sugar. Uh, and then shortly after the same for Vin, um, with Ron, the, the half that you have is still there. It doesn't go away. Uh, and with Bryn, as you're eating it, about a minute passes by. Uh, and then it stops sort of regrowing itself. Oh. I sort of wanted that to last forever. That would have been very handy. Yeah, me too. It's okay. Ron still has my lava one. We can share. You can taste spice. It's very nice. Yeah, and as share with everybody. And just oh, like mine. just like Ron, Don't when he had it, you take a bite. It's very sweet and, and it kind of like is filled with almost like a jam or a jelly. And as you swallow it, it it's very good. And then you get that, that wave of heat afterwards to complement the sweetness. Not bad. And as you're kind of wandering and eating your sweets and your candies along the street, you can hear people shouting, dancing, drinking, you know, just general merriment in the streets and you pass by uh and and you hear sort of like a, almost an old frail voice um uh, hello you tell your fortune for three copper fortunes for three copper and as you look down oh. you see like a a very older human woman with kind of uh, white scraggly hair really unkempt very simple um, just sort of of dress with a, with kind of a, a cloak, uh, and she doesn't really have like a. You can see stalls and like stands and things. She just has kind of uh, on the ground her her you know quilts and blanket kind of spread across and has the cards in her hand and just kind of sitting expectantly and has a, you know a small jar that's filled with maybe a couple copper but not a whole lot. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how much does she remind me of my Baba? You tell me. She's your baba. I'm gonna say a lot. Yeah. Do so. you know her? Oh no, but she is uh, an elder uh, woman with with prophecy. You should always, uh, you know, honor your elders in this way. Or well, hello, good evening. Hello, uh, ma'am. Um, oh, how much for the um, fortune? Three copper. Oh, of course. Here you go. Yes. My name is Madam Windsor. Um, who all would like their fortunes read? Me! 
Is this good? Oh yes, very good. Is it good. three per person? Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and pay for everybody. Ooh. Yep, so be um, one silver, two copper, I think. Yeah. Given given Valken's past, does he get any sort of weird feeling as if like this lady's maybe not everything she seems to be? Give me an insight check. Hmm. 14? 14? Yeah, you're kind of trying to, to study her and just, um, you're looking for telltale signs of someone particularly like conning or grifting people. Um, you never met this person before. Um, you know, looking for signs that, per that perhaps they have a little, little more money and a little more well-kempt than they lead on to believe, like, you know, rubbing dirt on their clothing, but you don't sense anything like that just from your experience. Okay. I would like to go first. Oh, Bryn. You, since you pay for everyone, you should go first. Oh, I will go first. Yes, of course. Oh, yes, Bryn. Please, please sit, sit down, sit down. Mm -hmm. And you see her kind of shuffling some cards um, in her hands. And then you see her kind of start putting three cards between you and her. Yes, well, one moment, please, and I'll get set up here. Are you ready? I am ready. And she has kind of candles and, and some incense lit, which you can kind of smell as you're sitting down, you know, burning some um, some dried like herbs and things just in the area. While you can definitely smell it while you're here as you're walking around the city, other smells are overtaking it, but you kind of feel that almost like reminiscent of home something that maybe that your babas would have had um or have mm -hmm. previously done so you definitely feel at peace here uh and then she looks all right this is the first card um let's see here and then she presents this card to you and if you all want to look in the chat and then i will describe it to you all at home she turns over the first card which is the hierophant and it has a hierophant seated with disciples kneeling in front of them, um, holding a triple cross and wearing sort of a three-tiered crown. And they um, have red roses and lilies throughout the card here. And there are two solid columns on the edge. Uh, and then their right hand is sort of blessing uh, with three fingers, the people before them. And at the bottom there are crossed keys the Hierophant is wearing a red cloak. Yes, oh, the Hierophant. Oh, yes, this symbolizes trust. Um, you perhaps have a lesson that you may need to be learned or perhaps teach. Um, you said, oh. of course, trust in the divine or things that you not are beyond your understanding. Um, and you must acknowledge both the things that are evident as well as things that may be hidden to you. And you are someone who should be listened to and respected. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Let's go. Let's 
Let's turn the other. Oh, wait, can you go back to that part about trusting in the divine? Because I don't think that you read that part correctly. Oh, I am reading it correctly. Trust in the divine of things oh. that uh, you perhaps don't understand. Okay, yes, 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 Bob. I mean, yes, ma'am. She kind of gives you a weird look and, and Hunzgo has ahead and flips the next card. Oh, yes, interesting. This is the Queen of Wands, but reversed. So you can see they flip over a card that is the reverse version of the Queen of Wands, which is a queen sitting on a throne holding a wand in her right hand and a sunflower in her left hand. And the throne is decorated with, with sunflowers as well as lions on the edges of the throne. Uh, and there is a black cat at her feet. And behind her, there are large pyramids in the desert. Interesting. This would lead me to believe that you have problems with self-confidence. Perhaps you are not entirely sure of yourself. Perhaps well, you're not being... I'm very sure of myself. You're not being receptive to other people. I'm perhaps trying to help you. Or that uh, you're not seeking out growth or opportunities to grow. And oh. you're not living a particularly enjoyable or comfortable warm life. Well, well, I mean, who really gets to live a comfortable life? You know, it's uh, not really how the world works. Very interesting. You find yourself being stuck, not trying to grow to be better than you are. Interesting. All right, let's go to the third. And she turns over the Ace of Pentacles, which is upright, which is a hand appearing from a cloud. And this heavenly hand is holding the pentacle, which is, of course, a five-sided star within the circle. And there's a green luscious garden below with white lilies and the gate that kind of goes through the hedges. Um, and a path that leads through the gates, uh, as well as distant mountains in the background. Oh, yes, this would mean that whatever fortune that you seek would, is within your reach. Oh. That there is an opportunity for material growth within you if you are so to seek it. And you must seek out more personal enriching experiences, so... Fear not, you are not stuck where you are. But you said that I am sort of stuck where I am, and I'm not just... You are not growing, but there's opportunities to do so if you should take them. Okay. Either now or I in the future. This. Very well. Who is, who is next? Who else will be partaking? Oh, Ron will go. Oh, yes. Hello, Ron. Pleasure Hello, to lady. You. Likewise. Oh, yes. And she kind of shuffles her, her cards and, um, does the same thing, kind of draws three face down um, before you. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, yes. And she turns over the first one, which is the Knight of Swords. So there is a knight on a white horse charging and uh, holding a sword in their right hand. 
uh, in sort of kind of an uneasy environment. And they're in battle of some sort. Uh, there's trees bending from the, the winds in the background, and the knight's face shows anger or determination. Then um, there are also feathers on the back of the helmets, birds in the sky, uh, a saddle decorated with butterflies, as well as reins decorated with birds. Yes, the Knight of Swords. I sense there's a conflict in you, Ron. Conflict or war? Hmm. Attention, sort of aggressions. You seem to act very cold and rational instead of listening to your inner feelings. Is this, is this right? Um, Do you have anger inside of you? Mm, uh, Ron thinks happy most time. Are you being true to yourself, Ron? The cards do not lie. Well, the card not lie, but Ron cannot ride horse. Ron is too big, and this card shows man on horse. Ron cannot ride horse. I, I see. Very well. Try to read deeper into the cards. Listen to the words that I'm telling you, Ron. And she turns over Ron, the next card. Like, looks super close at the card mm -hmm. deeper. <laughs> yes. Oh, the chariot reversed. This is a picture of a man on a chariot, but it's reversed, so it's upside down. Under a cloak of stars, an eight-pointed star uh, on their head. In a black and white sphinx, it's sort of pulling the chariot. Interesting. This would this would signify that there, there's no steady march within you, no continuation. You're not moving forward as you should, and you continue with doubts, and that you're not being guided by the wisdom. Of those that you worship or those that you swear fealty towards. Oh? This... This true? Because Ron have dream and Big Tree talk to Ron and Ron has to restore balance. Very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, but the Tree did not say not what to do. So this could be true. Well, let's see... And she'll turn over the third card, which is Queen of Swords, which is upright. So it's a queen sitting on a throne, and the crown of the throne depict butterflies, and there is a, a cloak almost full of clouds being depicted on it. And they're holding a sword in the right hand, and then their left hand is sort of outstretched up into the sky before them. And they are in their throne above the clouds, and there is sort of a windy background. Interesting. This signifies that you are both open-minded, rational, yet sincere. You are tactful and welcoming. And intelligent. This is all good, yes. And independent of yourself. Very interesting. And that you're able to rationally deliberate on decisions before making them. Oh, yes. Not very rational. Very well. well. Thank you, Ron. That concludes your reading. Oh, okay. 
Very well. Uh, thank you, old lady. You are welcome. Uh, who's who's next? Who's next for the fortune being read? Hmm. I guess I'll go. All right. Let's see. Interesting. All right. And she shuffles the cards and kind of lays the three out before you. The similar that that she had done with the others. Let's see. Hmm. The first card. It is the King of Cups, but reversed. It shows a king sitting on a solid throne, and the throne is surrounded by water. And there's a king sort of holding a cup in their hand and wearing a fish pendant made out of gold. This tells me that you have some unstable feelings within you. Perhaps your emotions are unstable, and, and you're sort of leading your life by emotion and only. You're not in control. You don't have any deep feelings in it. You're sort of living life only on your sleeve. And what whims take you at the time? Is this a bad thing? Because I feel like this is a good thing, no? Well, the cards don't say good or bad. The cards tell the truth. It is up to us to discern what they mean and how it relates to you. I only yeah, show you the Yeah, living life on the edge is what I like to do, baby. Let's go. All right, then. And she turns over the second card. And this is the Hermit, which is also reversed. It shows a man in a gray cloak holding up a lantern with a six-pointed star in the lantern on a snowy mountaintop. On the other hand, they're holding a walking stick, and they're looking down um, from the highest peak. Very interesting. This also signifies that you're not being true to yourself. You're not being wise or haven't reached some sort of enlightenment. You're not seeing the full picture. You're not helping others to find this path and you don't understand the whole situation. You're not searching for answers or the truth. You're not following your star to guide you. Um, hmm. Okay. I don't really understand what that means. And it's for you so. to discern, yes. Perhaps it will be revealed to you in, in, in time. I think that's the case because, um, not understanding the full situation when you don't know what the situation is makes sense to me, so. <laughs> I understand, young girl. And she kind of taps your hand. Let's see, your third card. It is the Two of Pentacles also reversed. It shows kind of a, a Harlequin juggling two pentacles, uh, making an, an infinity symbol. Um, and there are boats in the background as well as big waves of the sea also showing. This tells me that you're not adapting well to the ups and downs of your life you're having difficulty balancing things and you're not accepting this unstable situation interesting you find these to be true listen lady you're telling me a lot about what i'm not doing you're not telling me anything that i am doing and i get up and like move my cape <laughs> like i like like i swish it you know and I go stand by Bryn and I go, huh. Oh, wow. I just leaves and look like your fortune. 
I just show you the truth. I don't tell it to you. Um, you there. You are you going to have your fortune read? She points to Valken. Ah. <clears throat> what? Fortune? Yes, come sit, sit, sit. Your fortune's been paid for. Fine. And Valken sits down. She's already shuffled and laid out the cards before. Before you. Let's see here. I'm gonna find your first card. How long is this gonna take? Grandma? And she kind of just like looks at you and narrows her eyes. Your first card is, oh, Temperance. It shows a winged angel sort of mixing water and a solar disc on their forehead and one uh, foot in the water and one foot on grass. And there's a road to a sunny mountaintop in the background. Uh, and there's also a triangle inside of a square on their chest. And there are four elements depicted. Water, earth, fire, and air. Uh, and there's also flowers on the edge of the grass there. Interesting. This symbolizes that your spiritual guide is showing you the way. And that you are on the right path to find some sort of balance within you. And that your body is your temple of sorts. And that I when mean, you uh, can... Kind of. You can find peace, harmony, and calmness. Oh. It looks like the person's walking on water. Does that mean I'm gonna walk on water? I do not know. Not as long as Ron has my ring. Okay, well, it's continue. true, you could very easily... Maybe he needs to walk in water. Maybe that's the fortune. Well, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. There's still more to be had. And she flips the second card <sighs> over to yeah. you. And the second card is the star, which is upright. It shows a naked woman with seven stars above... Uh, one main star is bigger than the others. And there's one foot in the lake, and the other is also on the ground. And they're pouring water um, from a jug into the water source. And then also pouring water in their other hand into the soil on the ground. And then the water that's being poured into the soil then creates rivers that lead to that same water source. There's a tree on a mountaintop in the background. And there's also a bird on this tree. Interesting. It symbolizes that you have a great future ahead of you and that you are guided by the stars themselves. Well, that sounds good to me. Very interesting. All right, let's go to the third. And she turns over the Ace of Pentacles, but this one is reversed. It shows a hand appearing from the cloud from before, the heavenly hand holding the pentacle, which is a five-pointed star. A green garden, and then a path through the green garden, uh, and distant mountains, all of which reversed. This tells me that your fortune or luck is just out of your reach, that, that there's no opportunity for material growth in your future, that you're not having any personal enriching experiences. Well, that's right the card I had. that you're not 
finding things that have everlasting value. Maybe he needs to get that permanent tattoo. Mm -hmm. Very well. I only show you the truth. I do not tell it to you. And takes the cards and shuffles it. Thank you very yeah. much for um, having your fortunes read. Oh, Ron, maybe understand. Valkan fills Valkan's belly with sweets, but Valkan mm. should fill heart with sweets. Oh, Ron, you're oh. so smart. Maybe he oh. <laughs> so as the uh, perhaps as the old woman is kind of shuffling the cards and putting things away and getting ready for other people which there's not really much of a line um there to have their fortunes read she just kind of nods and smiles and kind of looks through the crowd uh and and you hear in just the background just almost kind of going through the crowd trying to find any any direction they can to get through just like hooves just just kind of riding quickly through the streets and you sort of turn to look and you see um, your friend Yorlas the bard riding quickly and then sees you and then pulls the reins on the hearse and the horse kind of stops and slides on the cobblestone um, and then kind of hops on the off of the horse and comes to you and looks directly at Ron and, and puts their his hands kind of on your arms i need your help maybe your friend's help it's kind of out of breath from writing i need your help i'll pay you i promise i just need your help um as oh. soon as possible we have a little bit of an issue here that needs um some attention oh uh, what what is wrong your loss uh, well, you won't believe it, but of course the uh, play, the show that is to be the end of the night here is not going to happen because I have learned that the same people that have done this for the past five years have been sent to the front of the Vantus Kingdom. The only people here who have any combat experience that aren't gods who are willing to act in the most wonderful eloquence play of course and i am left with nothing and if i don't find someone to do this this will be very bad for me so you need us to kill someone so that you don't have to perform play no i need you to be in the play it won't take too very long it'll be very easy I you all know Oh, no, Ron is no, 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 Ron is no. Not is, uh, we are not good actors. acting. I will pay you one hundred gold a person. Okay, Ron is ready. Oh, well, I mean, it's not oh. too hard to just like remember a couple lines. Am I right? Yeah, Wait, one hundred and fifty, and it's a deal. Make a persuasion check. I feel like someone could offer her. A million gold, and she would still be like, <laughs> million and two. Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Let me open up my character sheet. Persuasion. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not simple math, but 17 plus eight. Yeah, that's plenty. He's like, fine, 150 each if you'll do it, and we will oh. go now. We must go now, please. Let's go now. Okay, we can go now. I look at everyone and I I'm wink come. and I'm like, all right. And I like skip as I follow him. Yep. And, and he gets back on the horse so. and is kind of less out of breath from both rushing and hard riding and just kind of exacerbated from 
the immediate issue that he'd had to deal with. Um, and he's sort of writing, he's like, I cannot believe that they didn't tell me this until now. Can you believe it being sent to the front? Oh, I mean, I can is, sort of believe that. Yeah. What is happening in Vantis Kingdom? Well, I know. The, the you must wars. know that they were at war with Ram Crown, right? He knows uh, he's just not thinking very clearly. He has eaten a lot of sugar today. You remember we saw all those people on the boats up when we were, I mean, uh, you know, like the other day and they were like being kind of massive dicks, you know? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. Rod remember. And when we were crossing the bridge and all the people are heading north to start a new life, it's because of the wars. Ron, you... Okay. It's... We will talk about okay. later. I'm Don't so glad that I found you. I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I'd get right out of town. I have a reputation to uphold. You're all great at acting, right? Of course, of course no. you are. Of course you are. You They're play beautifully on the flute. Leave it. If you anything like flute, then uh, Ron can do it. If you want to have Ron act flute, uh, Ron can oh, act no, the flute. Oh, I have a horn. They're great actors, and I wink. All right. Very good. Very good. Yes. And you kind of make your way. Um, back to almost the center of town where the whole festival had kind of taken off. And it's been a little bit, you've wandered around, gotten your sweets, just kind of saw the sights, spent some time there with the fortune teller. Um, and it's definitely dark. The, the lanterns are sort of lighting the streets and people are starting to gather. Uh, and it looks like there's that makeshift stage, which has been extended a little bit to form more of a traditional stage where you would have a play of some sort, but there's no, there's no real curtain or anything to block the back of it. It just looks like a weird just stage sitting there out in out in the open, essentially. <clears throat> and um, he, he slowly get there right into the crowd and he says, all right, look, I um, all right, I need to find places. Um, we everything's ready. I am ready. Um, all right. You all need to pick parts, please. I need one of you to be Voss. I need one of you to be Lorilla. One of you to be Julim and one of you to be Irune. Just, I don't care who it is. Just, just pick. Mm, the name Irune, I'll be that one. All right. Uh, first one, Vot, yes. And Which is the see. one with the least amount of lines. Let's see here. Yeah. One moment, please. With Arune, I already have Arune, and I, like, hold the script tight. <laughs> I, like, glare at her. Let's see, and, uh, Ron, you were going to be, uh, you said Voss, Lorilla, or Dulim? Uh, Dulim. Dulim, all right, very well. Um, you two, one of you, Lorilla, one of you, uh, one of you, Voss. So my name starts with so... Alright, you are Voss, very well. Voss. Also, I would like payment up front, please. Half now, half at the end. But it's 150 no matter what, right? Of course it is! You're doing Just me a favor, sure. why would I screw you over? Well, the favor might backfire, so I'm, I'm just... I don't care, paying. and then he's like, fine, 75 gold to each of you. Um, and they, oh. they sort of hand you some some costumes and they're like 
they're like some really poorly made like i made this at home but i'm not really good at making cosplay <laughs> like someone tried their best but they're just there's not used to making like costumes right so like your child's halloween costume when they're five <laughs> right so he hands you costumes and vin as arune you get mm -hmm, given this just a giant robe that's a little too big for you uh and then almost like a pointy hat uh, and there's just Ooh. like stars and like the sun and, and like crescent <laughs> moons all over it. Uh, and then look at me, look at me. And then Ronnie hands you sort of long um, like robes and um, they kind of have some like symbols uh, on them and kind of a sash that goes over it. Almost almost like kind of a priest's robe of some sort. Um, oh, may the gods bless us all and for Falcon uh you're given um sort of like some nice like armor uh is as best as you can make armor out of like makeshift stuff so some armor like a long cloak um you know the armor supposed to be like gleaming and some like paint work has been done on it um but you kind of look like a knight in shining armor essentially uh, and then Bryn, oh. you're handed kind of like um, what can only be described as you basically have given clothing look makes you look like a bandit, like a like a black hood that goes over your head and and like some oh. you know fake boiled leather armor and stuff like that, uh, and then a mask to go over your face to kind of complete the look. <clears throat> and he's like, "All right, very good. We have Voss, we have Lorelai, we have Julian, we have Arune. All right, we can make this work." We can make this work. All right, all right, all right. Um, do you have any questions? Of course not. You all know the story of how the Empire was created, uh, right? Maybe you could give us a quick refresher to make sure we don't forget a part. You know, we didn't really have time to prepare, so just, like, go over it from, like, start to the end, just real quick. Oh, we don't have time? All right. And points to Vin. You are Rune mm. Alania, the magician. Uh, Ron, you are Julim Truehand. Um, the Holy Dwarf Priest, um, and Bryn, you are Lorella the Scoundrel, uh, Gnome oh, Thief, oh. um, oh yes, Arune oh. is an Elf Magician, we'll have to work on that. I'm uh, a little oh, tall and, for a gnome. And then, um, Valken, you are Sir Voss Creel, the Knight in Shining Armor. Alright, and, um, well, everyone on the stage, no time, I'm sure you'll be fine, I will give you your cues, and it will, it will work out beautifully, I'm sure. All right, ready, everyone? Places? All right, go, 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 and, and sort of this is the worst pushes you ever had onto the stage. Hey, I got us money. We need money. So Did he say it was supposed to be a gnome. But I'm dwarf. So I'm as you were kind of dwarf. walking around, going onto the stage, you see uh, your loss creating several incantations. Um, oh. One of which he casts the spell um, on you all, and it sort of enhances kind of what look that you were going for, um, except that you change exactly like you were supposed to be. Um, oh. Let's see. Oh, I was going to like walk on my knees, but do I look like I'm short now? Yes. Or so you have walk on your my appearance is completely okay. changed each of you to match sort of oh. the um, the small description of what Bro, he said. Look at me. <laughs> So oh, we're, 
We're both small. Look. We're small. We're so small. <laughs> we so are small people. Like Falcon, yes. you are like now a, a young human wearing sort of, of plate armor. Um, and your staff is sort of changed uh, just in appearance to like a, a large um, sword of some sort. Uh, and you are young. You have just fair skin, long golden blonde hair uh, with oh. like bright green eyes. Um, Bryn, oh. as Larilla the Scoundrel, you are a very short gnome, uh, and that kind of costume is turned more into what you would expect a bandit or some sort of scoundrel or thief to be wearing. Uh, you're sort of middle-aged with sort of rugged skin, and it's a, a dark brown uh, with long curled auburn hair and blue eyes. Um, and Ron, uh, you are also shrunken down uh, to look like a dwarf, Dulem Truehand. Uh, but you are a young dwarf. You have kind of soft pink skin with a bulbous nose. Uh, your hair is a long red mohawk on top of your head. Cool. Uh, with matching cool. long braided beard um, with kind of deep brown eyes. And then finally, uh, we have Vin, who is Irune Alania, the elf magician. So you sort of changed to where you have like golden skin, uh, long silver flowing hair, very angular um, facial features. Um, and it's like bright blue, almost iridescent eyes. And while you see your appearances change, if you do, like, you know, you grip the sword, uh, Valcom, but you are holding your staff. You know that, but as everyone else sees in the audience, it has changed, it's transformed. Um, and after that, as you're walking up to the stage, you can see uh, your last casting another spell. Yet again. <clears throat> And you see this stage sort of transform um, from just this wooden open area to everywhere that encompasses the stage, including the backdrop, almost kind of like a diorama, transforms. And you are in like a green meadow. You can hear birds chirping. Oh. You can hear just various flora and, and see various flora and fauna as you're on this countryside. And you notice that you know, as you walk forward, the scene moves with you as to give the illusion that you're actually walking forward in, in sort of this uh, immersive world. <clears throat> and after your last incantation, incantation, he says, all right, everyone good, we're good. Uh, let's begin. And he walks out onto the stage um, and looking the same as he did before, um, just wearing finer clothing, he says, Hello, everyone, everyone. Yes, yes, hello. And the crowd starts to um, die down just a bit um, as he starts spinning this tail for the crowd. And he says, hello, everyone. This is the tale of how the empire was formed and how one knight in shining armor along with their friends, was able to go on a noble and great quest for an ancient artifact that would bring all of the people together of likes the world had never seen before. And then he sort of points to you all. He's like, I present to you, Servos Creel, the knight in shining armor. And everyone kind of claps as he points to you, uh, Valken. Lorilla, the scoundrel gnome. Everyone also claps and just cheers. Woo! Dulem Truehand, the Dwarven Priest. And as you kind of 
take a bow everyone kind of cheers and claps and last but not least Erune Alania the elf magician um and everyone goes Ooh, and then starts clapping as they point to Yuvin I curse thee and as you all know we'll now see how the empire was formed and we start with Sir Vos Creel in their home in the countryside after fighting many wars for their kingdom and their country they have taken their respite after many battles but unbeknownst to him the adventures were not over for they had many many more years to give in service of their kingdom and first the local lord came to visit them and you see the scenery change uh, and he kind of waves you off come, 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 and like waves you off out of the scenery except for Valken and it's kind of shifted into like a cottage uh, and you see a form kind of appear who looks looks like a noble kind of knocking on the door do, 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 do. and you're there kind of seated, seated at the table almost like a cross section of a nice medieval cottage oh I, uh... someone is at the door we have a line. Wait, who's Look in this team? Door. It is Servas Creel. Servas. Okay, what? At the door. Huh? Someone's literally uh, at your door. I, I go get the door. All right. You open the door and you see um, sort of just this noble standing there. And based on the, the context clues, you know it to be the local noble who you probably swear fealty to. Oh, yes, great Sir Vos Creel, who has won many battles single-handedly. Uh, we, of course, need you to go on another epic quest for the kingdom. Um, we seek something that only you could give us, and something only you that could find, and your journey will send you many, many lands away. And then you hear your last say, however, Sir Vos denied the local lord for whatever reason we do not know perhaps he was too weary of battle and he looks to you uh actually i think i'll stay home and then you're kind of like and then of course he says that he would stay home and the reason he did not have to give to the local lord and the local lord goes and just kind of stomps away and then disappears as they go off the stage but then a week later there was another knock at Sovos Creel's door. No, 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 no. And there's a sort of a, another figure standing there looking um, more, yes, a noble, but very high uh, ranking, very fine clothes, probably some sort of high ranking official in the kingdom. And they, they don't, they don't sort of knock. They just kind of lightly dun, 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 and rap at your door. I go to get the door again. And you open the door and you see this person there. And of course, the Chancellor of the Court of the King visited Sir Vos Creel in the second week and begged him and continued to beg to go on search for this quest. He's, oh, Sir Vos Creel, we, you must go on this quest. The King and the, and the entire kingdom needs you to, to find this artifact. And then Yorlis looks, but Sir Vos Creel denied a second time the very chancellor, the high chancellor himself of the king. And he looks towards you. 
I think I'll stay at home and close the door. <laughs> and then he goes, and so Vos Creel denied the High Chancellor himself for the second time. And then one week later, the very king himself, King Bertrand, arrived at Sir Vos Creel's door, and you hear a dun 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 dun, a very authoritative knock at the cottage, and he looks towards you. I go and open the door, and you see the king, and you know, wearing a crown, holding like a scepter with a cloak in the classic like white fur with black flecks in it and purple. Like if you were to think of what a personification of like a king in an adventure would be, 100% it. And he says, yes, Savos Creel, the whole kingdom needs you. You must search for the most glorious lost artifact to help us bring the entire kingdom together. What say you? And then Yorla says, and on this third time, his voice kind of gets close to draw the crowd in. On this third time, the very king himself comes to the door of Servas Creel. Servas Creel accepts the noble quest to help the king himself in need and then looks to you. Uh, yeah, okay. And then Yorlis kind of raises his hand and starts clapping and everyone goes, Whoa! and starts cheering. And then he kind of silences the crowd. And there, Sir Vos Creel accepted the quest from the king to find the ancient artifact. And he was accompanied by, and the scene sort of changes. And then it shows you kind of walking on a road as Sir Vos Creel. And you, he kind of shoves Ron uh, and Vin out onto the scene and he is accompanied by the dwarf priest who was to bless the artifact this grand resplendent scepter fit for a monarch such as the king and then also the magician Arune Alania to verify that is the artifact which they seek and then you're all shoved and you're kind of walking along this road this this kind of road and as they're walking and leaving what is said to be the very city before Isgarth itself. A lone cut purse gets kind of shifty and silent, dares to try and steal wealth from Servas himself. And he shoves Bryn onto the scene. And as oh. gnome thief Lorilla sneaks forward and he kind of looks at you. How, how many people can I tell are watching or is the magic making it so I can't tell if people are watching? There are a lot of people, probably as many, if not more, that attended the opening ceremony. This is kind of like the height of of the kind of the festival and of entertainment. Okay, I don't move then. I just turn around and look at the audience. And Lorella sneaks forward and he just shoves you <laughs> onto the stage, uh, kind of out of his reach. <laughs> And Lorella sneaks forward and tries to steal from Sir Voss himself and looks at I'm you. Still just staring. And Lorella, the gnome thief, tries to steal from Sir Voss himself. And then once her hand is on the purse, he kind of just goes on. Once the hand is on the purse, <laughs> Sir Voss Creel with 
most lightning reflexes grasps the hand and turns around to see the gnome scoundrel there and like looks at the stage to see what you're all going to do I'm still just hey. staring at the audience <laughs> hey uh, there is a gnome right there oh Ron grabs Valcan's hand <laughs> and puts it on to Bryn's hand it just nods. Yes, and after the group had apprehended the cut, the cut purse, this thief, they gave her the choice of joining in their noble quest or to be sent off to the prisons. You must join us or go to jail. I will join. And then he sort of kind of like tries to rouse the crowd and of course the gnome thief Lorilla the scoundrel joins in the noble quest and everyone's like yay starts clapping and he says and then after they join the party the adventure truly began this quest sent them to far away far away lands lands that had only just begun to be explored and that's is where we will take our break for the evening. So <laughs> when we come back, you will see the next few acts of this play being given from the characters. So you all grab a uh, grab a snack, grab a drink, you know, stand up, shake it out a little Eat bit. Popcorn. Get you some popcorn, <laughs> and then we'll be back here in just a few minutes, and you all can see the conclusion. You're gonna need drinks of... for the second half of the story. <laughs> The conclusion of this Make play. it through. <laughs> All right. We will see you here in just a bit. Fear back. <laughs>